Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast, Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and this is a podcast production of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network. You can find us on the web at www.generallyspeakingpodcast.com. I'm coming to you today with a podcast titled Podcasting 101, and quite honestly, this is about the level at which I'm qualified to teach. Uh, Being a podcaster for just over a year now, I have learned a little bit about podcasting, and often in the consulting work that I do, I have individuals who come to me and say, hey Cliff, I want to know if you can just give me the basic rundown of how I can start a podcast. Now, I'm going to give just an overview of one way. Now, there have been a multitude of new ways to start podcasts uh, over the last year. And what I'm going to do today is describe how I got into podcasting, just the basics of of uh, putting everything together, and base, basically future episodes of the podcast Answer Man will be devoted to this whole idea of the other ways that you can do podcasting, uh, including ways that I'll talk about in the future where you can not only podcast for free, uh, but all you need is a telephone and access to the internet, and you can pretty much podcast and make money at it. So uh, those will be exciting things, but I'm going to just go for the traditional original podcasting that I started out with just over a year ago. And the very first thing that we're going to answer in this Podcasting 101 is what is a podcast. I think it's important to understand what a podcast is. The word is starting to gain recognition worldwide. Uh, It it was, I think it was the word of the year or something in one of the dictionaries. They had just recently included the word podcast or podcasting into the dictionary, which which was quite exciting to be honest with you. And uh, today, when people are watching the evening news, uh, news anchors will often mention, hey, this uh, if you missed any portion of this or if you want to share this story with a friend, they can get to, let them know they can go to WCPO.com and, and uh, choose the podcasting option. They can download this as a subscribable podcast. So not only that, I think uh, Grey's Anatomy has an official podcast. Uh, Lost obviously has an official podcast. A lot of big media conglomerates are having podcasts that are associated as yet another means of communicating to the audience or to the clients or the customers out there. And so the word podcasting is catching on. But I will tell you, there, while the word may be out there, and people may have actually heard the word podcasting before, uh, which is different than what it was a year ago when I started. People looked at me and said, huh? Uh, so it, it's changed a little bit. You're more likely to run into about half the people that you talk with. If you say the word podcast, they'll have some idea of what it is. But usually it'll be some misconstrued idea of what a podcast is. And I'm going to read to you from Wikipedia. And this is what it says. A podcast is a media file that is distributed by subscription, either paid or unpaid, over the internet using syndication feeds for playback on mobile devices and personal computers. Like radio, it can mean both the content and the method of the syndication. However, the latter may also be the, the latter may also be termed podcasting. The host and or author of a podcast is also often called a podcaster. Through po- let's see here. 
though podcasters' websites may also offer direct download or streaming of their content, a podcast is distinguished from other digital audio files formats by its ability to be downloaded automatically using softwares software that's capable of reading feed formats feed formats such as RSS or Atom. Now let me bring this down into uh, layman's term. Basically, and and the one thing here this this actually is very audio centered. Uh, a podcast can be video also. It's any media file uh, that can be distributed over the internet uh, where people can subscribe to an RSS feed. Now, an RSS feed is a certain kind of, um, uh, I, I'm trying to think, it, it's basically, a, it's a website address that has a file that's conti- consistently updated by the podcaster or somebody like myself. And what I do is every time I post a new file that people are allowed to download into uh, up on the internet, and and what I do is I go in and I update my RSS feed to put information to about that file so that people who read the RSS feed will be pointed to where that file is located on the internet so that they can then download it. Now the nice thing is, is people can go and just subscribe to an RSS feed and then go and directly download it. But there are programs which are called podcatchers, and these programs are designed not only to stay to go out every so often, uh, as little as every minute, and check for di- changes in these RSS um, files that are available on the internet. But they most most commonly they'll search every hour, every six hours, twelve hours, or once a day. Um, and so basically some popular podcatchers out there are iTunes is the number one most popular podcatcher of all. They have a podcaster called Juice. Uh, there's one called Wind Potter. Uh, there are There is just a whole slew of new uh, podcatchers that are out there. I prefer myself to use iTunes. And I think it does a pretty decent job of keeping all my podcasts uh, organized fairly well, and obviously, since I have a pot, uh, an iPod, it it makes it just easy to just plug that thing in and and have everything that's been downloaded since the last time I synced my iPod go directly into the iPod. So I I prefer iTunes, and it's probably the most user friendly for somebody who's just getting into um, podcasting. Now, somebody who uses WinPotter might suggest that that is easier, but um, one of the things that I like about iTunes is that it goes ahead and downloads the file, whereas WinPotter by default, which is available by the way at winpotter.com, uh, WinPotter by default does not download anything. It just has uh, a, an icon you click on, and when you click on it, it brings up all the different shows in separate tabs, and any show you click on, it will then attempt to stream the media file over the internet to you. The problem I have with that is that sometimes there are some podcasters that do not use, oh, how should I say, uh, reliable uh, delivery methods. Uh, For example, some people will try to go the route of having free file hosting, and therefore those files are not always available. They're available about 80 to 90% of the time, but there's a very good likelihood that if you're using WinPotter, a file streaming uh, podcast catcher, 
uh, then what happens is, you know, if their servers go down because, you know, you get what you pay for, then you don't get to listen to it when you want to. And that is the whole idea of podcasting is you can listen to this stuff when you want to on your terms. And uh, with a software program like iTunes, I set mine re- to check feed for feeds every hour. And so within an hour of somebody releasing a new podcast episode, my iTunes attempts to download it. And basically the nice thing is, is that if it's available at 2 o'clock in the morning, my iTunes will go ahead and download it. And if when I wake up in the morning before I go to work, I, I sync my iPod. If it doesn't, maybe their provider happens to be down from 6 a.m. to 12 noon that day. And I want to listen to that podcast that was available on my way to work or something, or at least on my lunch break. If if that was available all during the morning, it wouldn't matter to me because when they released it at 2 o'clock in the morning after they finished spending all that time editing and uploading it and putting it into the RSS feed, I have it because iTunes went ahead and downloaded it for me. So that's why I prefer iTunes. But anyway, what is a podcast? A podcast is a media file. Usually audio is my preferred method. I am getting more and more into watching a few video podcasts now. So uh, that that's a major change for me. But uh, I still prefer to produce audio podcasts myself. I, I have a face made for audio podcasting, I guess. Anyway, it, well, to be honest with you, video podcasting is a lot more editing and um, compressing and uh, all these other things you have to do with the video files. I've attempted to do a couple, and they're just not fun. Whereas here, I can spend most of the time doing what I enjoy doing, and that is talking into a microphone. And then there's very little labor for me at most times to simply just save this, put some pictures and stuff onto the ID3 tags, and upload it, which I'll get into in a little bit. But anyway, a podcast is a media file, audio or video. And it's one that you put up on the internet for people to download. But unlike just putting it into your blog, a link to your audio file or video file uh, in your blog where it can be either viewed streaming right there or people can download and then install on their portable uh, media device by dragging and dropping it over or whatever they have to do to get it onto their portable MP3 player. Rather than having that where they have to come to my website and find out if anything's new, they can subscribe to my RSS feed which then is updated as soon as I put a new file out there. You know, I have a lot to do with the RSS feed myself, and so as soon as I make that available, people who are subscribed to it can immediately, their computers can immediately start downloading that material without their assistance. As long as they left that program running and they, they have this connection to the Internet, it immediately will go out there and get it without even touching my website, which is beautiful. And so, therefore, that's what a podcast is. So, anybody that records audio and throws it up into their blog, uh, if you have to go to their website to get that, it is not a podcast. What makes an audio file or a video file a podcast is the fact that it can be subscribed to and you have a podcatcher that can read that subscription file, that RSS file that's out there on the internet and and your computer can download each new show as it's released without my assistance. That is what really technically makes an audio or video program or file a podcast. So now that we have that out of the way, 
One of the things I will tell you is that you can do all three for any of the podcasts that I produce at generallyspeakingpodcast.com. In fact, go there. You'll see our shows are listed on in the menu there. And basically, we have the Weekly Lost Podcast. We have My Crazy Life, generally speaking about the church. We have Net Junk. We have this, the Podcast Answer Man. And I also do Musically Challenged. And with all six of the podcasts that I produce, you can subscribe to each of the feeds individually. Each show has its own feed. You can stream any of these shows by clicking the little play button in the show notes section, or you can click the link to directly download the the MP3 file from my website. So uh, you get the best of all worlds. Some people, they just don't like, they only listen to maybe one or two shows, and they don't mind going to somebody's website every now and then to see if it's been updated. So they don't subscribe to the feed, they just go to the website to listen, which is great. And my goal is to make my shows as easy as possible to listen to to anybody that wants to listen to them. Because really, it's not the technology that's the most important thing. It's the method of communication and the terms of allowing people to make this convenient for them. It it is their choice what they listen to, how often they listen to it, where they listen to it, when they listen to it, all of those things, it's completely up to you. For example, you're listening to this now. I don't know, matter of fact, I will never know if you are listening to this. The only way I could ever know that you personally, you right there, listening to me right now, the only way I would ever know that you are listening to this file is if you contact me and let me know by email at cliff at ravenscraft.org or you can call me at area code, let's see, 859-759-4057. That's area code 859-795-4057. You can call my listener line. Um, And so that's the only way I'm going to know. You can also send an um, a postcard from where you're listening from at uh, P.O. Box 482 in Hebron, H-E-B-R-O-N, Kentucky, 41048. So there are a lot of different ways that you can tell me that you're listening to my podcast, but but you don't have to. And that, see, it's so completely up to you. There's nobody checking up on you. It is it is a beautiful thing, and, it, and it's very convenient. So that's what a podcast is. Now, next thing I want to do is move into part two of this discussion of podcasting. 101. Alrighty, part two is recording your show. Now, if you're thinking about podcasting, one of the things that you want to do is record your show. Now, I'm going to assume for this exercise that we're talking audio. Now, uh, it's very simple to record your show. One of the few things that you want to do is, first of all, think about what your show is going to be about. And you want to think about your audience, and you want to think about how you're going to attract listeners to your audience, but we'll get into that later. Uh, but but once you know what your show is going to be about and, and who your audience is, th- those are the two most important things because you want to, when you're speaking into a microphone, technically, if, if you're, if you're, podcasting yourself, you need to be able to keep in mind and visualize the people who you're talking to so that you know how to talk to them. Now, maybe you have a co-host or or several co-hosts with your podcast and, and you're going to have a panel discussion. You still need to know what your show's about and what you guys are going to talk about. Now, whether or not you use a script or if you just go off the top of your head, kind of like what I do most of the time, 
Um, I, I go back and forth, to be honest with you, but this one is just off the top of my head. Uh, but basically, once you have those two things, then it, you get into the technical side, such as what do I need to record? And what do you need to record? Well, um, gosh, it, it's different for everybody. But the easiest way, if you have a computer, then you probably have a sound card with speakers already. And that sound card probably also has an input for a microphone. Now, um, I used to say that's pretty much all you need. You just need to go out and buy yourself a cheap little microphone if, if you want to just start this thing out. And uh, any, any cheap little microphone will work. Uh, one of the things that you can do is go to um, Walmart, and I think for like 20 bucks you can pick up a headset that'll have a, a boom microphone attached to the earphones and, and that'll plug in. And, or if you want to spend like 40 or 50 bucks or even more, you could uh, get a USB headset with microphone. The, the idea is that you need something to capture the audio of your voice. And it's nice to have headphones so you can kind of gauge how you're sounding. Or if you just like to hear yourself talk like I do, it kind of is nice to do that as well. But anyway, so you need you need a microphone at the very minimum and a computer. Uh, you, well, you don't need a computer, but the computer is usually the easiest and most cost-effective way uh, to record your audio. And then you need some kind of program that is going to record your audio. Now, there are two programs that I'm going to suggest for people who are just starting out. And since this is Podcasting 101, that's what I'm going to suggest for you. And if you're using a PC, I want to suggest, or actually if you're using Linux, and I think they even have it for the Mac, uh, is Audacity uh, recording software. And uh, you can just go to google.com and do a search for Audacity, A-U-D-A-C-I-T-Y, and uh, do an, a search for Audacity, and that should pull up like in the top thing, and you'll find that it has SourceForge in the address name there. And basically, this is a free recording software. Now, there will be documentation that you'll need to look at closely because you're going to also want to get an MP3 encoder. Now, Audacity is set up to work with what they call the LAME, L-A-M-E, MP3 encoder. And there's a reason why it's called lame, by the way, because I personally do not like it, and I think it's pretty lame. Uh, really, to get a decent, high-quality sound uh, out of a professional recording uh, microphone, you're going to need to uh, record at a bit rate of at least um, uh, 192 kilobits per second without getting some artifacting sound. But anyway, that none of that matters to you in podcasting. Uh, 101. So that's we'll we'll leave that discussion for a much later podcast down the road. And if you ask me that question, I'll be happy to answer it on a future episode. Anyway, uh, Audacity and Lame together allows you to for free uh, recapture anything you say into your microphone and basically save it. You can edit it, cut out bits and pieces. You can cut out your ums if you want to try to come up with some perfect sounding podcast, which I typically, it, it, it depends on your content and who your audience is, how, how professional you want to sound. But uh, I prefer now live unedited podcasts, kind of like this one. I am not going to go back and edit a single word or sound out of any of this podcast. So, but that's just my own personal preference. 
Now, once you get that program and your microphone, you uh, fiddle around with it, learn how to record and play around, and then what you want to do is export or save your your work that you've recorded into an MP3 file. Uh, I will tell you that uh, if you're going to use the Audacity, uh, I, I wouldn't recommend using 192 kilobits uh, per second unless you are uh, recording a very short show. Uh, if you're going to do a longer show, like an hour long, I would suggest something probably around 96 kilobits. And if you're not putting um, audio or music into your show, you could probably get by with that. But using Lame, if you use 64 kilobits, it, your show is going to sound absolutely horrible. Uh, so I'm going to strongly urge you to stay away from that. Now, there is another recording software that is even easier to use than Audacity. And it's uh, free as far as in a beta version where you can record up to 10 minutes of a of a show. And that is called Cast Blaster. Just go to castblaster.com. And they have a pretty decent encoder. It's better than Audacity's, but still not as good as what I would like. But anyway, uh, it's a great program that help, allows you to cue your audio up. In fact, each of my sound clips for this podcast are queued up here and a couple things that I have is of course if I need to use the restroom uh, while podcasting and I'm finished I can always do this or let's just say I want to answer the telephone and say hey guys can you hold for a minute I can put a little funky groove that kind of just plays over and over again so anyway, there are a lot of things you can do with Cast Blaster, such as setting all these different things up. Uh, and my wife and I record a podcast together, and sometimes we get a little um, we get a little edgy with one another, and we have to crack the whip and stuff. So and and our audience is always going. And so there's a whole lot of fun things you can do with Cast Blaster. If you're just starting out podcasting 101 and you have not played around with any recording software yet, go and get the free version of Cast Blaster. I'm going to just tell you to just use that because out of the box, it's pretty much ready to go. And it's going to be the easiest. And when you actually hit save or publish on that file that you've recorded, uh, you're, you're already going to have an MP3 file. You don't have to worry about searching for and downloading and installing the lame MP3 encoder, which is really a piece of cake, but... This is ready to go out of the box. And if you're just starting out in podcasting and, uh, you know, your shows are going to be about 10 minutes or less, then this is perfect. You don't even need to to register it. Uh, I encourage you to register it, though, if you do stick with podcasting. Or I will tell you that if you're even semi-serious about the, the fact that you're going to stay in podcasting, then I would suggest that you definitely go ahead and and register it and be able to record beyond the 10 minute recording limit of the beta version. But um, Cast Blaster is my favorite uh, all-in-one solution for for recording a podcast. And that's only available on uh, the PC. That is not available on any other operating uh, operating system, unfortunately. Now, uh, I will tell you this. I am currently waiting for a new recording software because I'm currently recording this podcast onto my Edderall R-09 portable digital recorder. I'm actually in my podcast studio. However, I will tell you, hold on one second, I'm going to move my microphone up here. I will tell you my podcast studio is currently a big 12-channel mixer 
a portable audio digital recording so, uh, uh, device, my laptop in my lap, and a microphone stand uh, with my professional Heil Sound PR40 microphone in front of my face with a pop filter on it, and I'm actually podcasting as I'm sitting on my bed in my bedroom, and that's why you hear a little echo probably. At least I hear the echo. I don't know if you can hear a little bit of the room echo, but anyway, um, where was I going with this? Oh my gosh. Oh, one of the things that I, I'm doing is I'm recording on to my digital audio device, my, my Edderall uh, portable recorder. And the reason why is because there is absolutely no internal mechanism of a laptop sound or any static uh, picked up from the sound card, from the internals uh, of the computer. It is clear, crisp um, digital sound that's being recorded directly into my uh, SD flash card. I have a two gigabyte card in there. And since I've stopped using Cast Blaster and started to use this, I've gone back to the thing where I sometimes will go in and edit a show. And if I do edit a show and I record this in a high compressed or uncompressed uh, wave format, I want to be able to compress it at a, a decent bit rate. And that's what's really thrown my attention to this idea of this um, fact that Audacity has a really bad lame uh, encoder that does not take this crystal clear recording and and do a good job of converting it over. And so uh, what I'm getting ready to purchase is um, Adobe Audition 2.0, and I think it's like $349 for that package. And I would strongly encourage you to wait till you know for a fact that you're going to stick with podcasting before you go and shell out those dollars. Now, um, going back and talking a little bit more about the recording your show, uh, the microphones, uh, there are some cheap microphones and mixers and stuff that you can get into. I want to encourage you to just go to musiciansfriend.com. That's musiciansfriend.com. And uh, they're not a sponsor of this podcast. It's just the place where I go and purchase all of my equipment. You can pick up a mixer for like 50 bucks. Um, you can pick up a, a decent microphone from anywhere between uh, 50 and 100 bucks and get a good sound. Um, there are some, I have a, an equipment list on my podcast, or I'm sorry, on my personal blog, it's called All About Podcasting, and it lists all the different pieces of equipment that I use in my podcasting, and so I'll, I'll stick a link to that in our show notes, but anyway, uh, so part two of how to do podcasting 101 style is that you need to understand what a podcast is, you need to record your show after you've decide what it's going to be, and then all of a sudden, now you have this MP3 file, which is great, but it's sitting there on your computer, so the question is, what do you do next, and that is where we go into part three, and would you believe that I shut down Cast Blaster when I was talking about Cast Blaster earlier, so we will now enter part three here. All right, and this is part three, and this is going to be titled Hosting Your MP3 File. Now, we have already walked through the fact that we understand what a podcast is. We've decided what our show is about, who our audience is going to be, 
And we've talked about uh, recording that show using a microphone and, and the fact that you can use a whole lot of different options as long as you just get your file into an MP3 file. Now you have this MP3 file. Uh, one of the things I'm going to tell you is that there are these things called ID3 tags. And if you're not sure what an ID3 tag is, I encourage you to go to Google and, and just type in ID3 tag and uh, pull up a search and it'll kind of give you an idea of what that is. Um, one of the things that you'll want to do is take that MP3. Now, if you used Cast Blaster, like I told before, had talked about before, there's a tab in Cast Blaster where you can describe your show and it creates the ID3 tags for you. So you get just another reason to go ahead and use Cast Blaster if that's, you know, uh, it's, it's an all-in-one solution and very easy to use. But for me, I had mentioned to you that I'm recording onto directly onto a flash drive, uh, two gigabyte flash drive using my Edorall portable digital recorder. So it's and I'm actually going instead of I'm not going to edit this show. So it's recording straight into 128 kilobits per second uh, MP3 file. So when it's done, I'm going to have an MP3 file already encoded, but it's not going to have any description of what the what this MP3 is. Now ID3 tags are a description it's it's information about what's been recorded here it's all stored within the mp3 file such as if this let's just say if i'm an artist and i'm recording a song i can put the name of the artist as myself i can put the name of the album that i'm recording it for i can give it a track name or the the song title uh, all those different things. But I, for podcasting, I'll give it the the name of our show will be the album, or maybe generally speaking, podcast.com will be the show name, or the, yeah, will be the album name. The artist would be either Cliff J. Ravenscraft or My Crazy Life or Podcast Answer Man. Um, and then the title of the file will be the name of this particular show, which will probably be like, 004 Podcast Answer Man or PAM Dash Podcasting 101. So, anyway, that's MP3 uh, ID3 tags. And what I use to do that, if I'm not using Cast Blaster or some other solution to create the tags, I use a file called MP3 Tag Tools. And it looks like uh, that is, it looks like I got this from SourceForge. Uh, so it's a free program, open source, meaning that you don't have to pay anything for it. And it's, um, let's see here. I'm trying to find a website for you. That's the only problem I, I hate about this uh, stuff here. Let's about open source on SourceForge. It, there's, it's usually hard to find these things. Okay, it's massid3lib dot sourceforge.net or just do mp3 tag tools in google and it'll pull up for you anyway that's a program that's very easy and you can also put your album artwork which if you have people who have ipods have a display and some other portable media devices will also have a display where they can show the album artwork and uh, if you happen to have an ipod you look in mine you see the the label podcast answer man with a uh, high quality microphone in a box that it came in from Heil. And that's the logo for this podcast. And uh, I, I used an MP3 tag to put that in there. So, but anyway, so you have this MP3 file and you've got it all set to 
send out and share, and it's all described what it is. Um, and now you're ready to share it uh, with the world. But first, before you can create your um, RSS feed and before you can uh, put it out there for the world to subscribe to, you need to find a place to host your files. And I encourage you, if you're going to have a podcast that may become successful, uh, meaning that you're going to do a, a topic that is somewhat popular and people might actually search for it and check it out in large numbers, such as my weekly lost podcast or a hero's podcast or something like that. Now, if you're going to just do a podcast about something that maybe only about eh, 100 people might be interested in, then you're probably okay hosting that on your own web server. But I strongly advise against it. Um, a couple places I'm going to point you to, <clears throat> there is archive.org, I think is what it's called. Um, and it is a free solution that a lot of podcasters are using. I don't like it because it's not reliable and their downloads are pitifully slow and they time out and all kinds of other issues. And so in, in the server is not always available. I prefer using a paid service such as Libsyn.com. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N, stands for Liberated Syndication, uh, .com or .org, but both of them will work it, Libsyn.org or Libsyn.com. And uh, basically, if you're just starting out podcasting 101, you can actually use, and if you look at there on the site, there's a sandbox feature. So you just go ahead and log in with the username sandbox and the password is sandbox and you can actually play around with it for free. Um, you, If you're just starting out podcasting 101, you can get a $5 per month account and I would encourage you to start there. You can always upgrade later. Um, <clears throat> there are a lot of other solutions out there. Uh, there are some where if you don't mind other people making money on putting advertising in front of your show, uh, you can go to podshow.com and sign up for a free account there and they'll host your mp3 files for free, unlimited bandwidth, pretty decent reliability. And what they do is they put a 30 second ad in front of every show that's downloaded from you and they make money off of it, but they don't share it with you. Now there are other solutions that I'm currently working with that, that you can actually uh, allow them to put an advertisement in front and they'll share some money with you. I'll talk more about that in a future podcast episode. So be looking for that to come out. But anyway, I encourage you to use something other than your own website host for hosting your MP3 files. And so uh, my number one suggestion is just to go ahead and sign up with libsyn.org and, and get the minimum $5 a month account or try out the sandbox option for free. Now, um, we're moving on into part four of Podcasting 101, and we're getting close to the end. So let's go ahead and go with this. Okay, so we have um, an understanding of what a podcast is. We have recorded our show. It, we've got an MP3 file. We've set up an account with Libsyn, and our file MP3 file is hosted. Now, if you signed up with Libsyn, you've noticed that your MP3 file can not only be uploaded, but they have a quick cast option. And I've never used it. However, I have seen it. And I did play around with it once with the uh, sandbox option out there. Now, if you're using the sandbox option, you cannot use the quick cast option with Libsyn. But 
Now, in the background, you're going to hear some screaming and crying. My daughter just woke up, and that is one of the problems with unedited live podcasts. But uh, we'll work through this. I'm almost finished here. And anyway, if you signed up for the minimum $5 a month podcast uh, option with Libsyn, you can do this thing where you upload the file via their website, and you can hit quick cast this file, which means that it automatically has a blog. Um, if, if you're not familiar with what a blog is, I inter- encourage you to go to wordpress.org and read what a blog is, or go, so, go to blogger.com and, and see if you can figure out what a blog is. But hopefully, if you're looking into podcasting, you already understand what a blog is. And basically, uh, you need a bl- blogging type software, in my own personal opinion. You don't have to have it. You can have your own RSS feed and just personally encode it or use programs to encode it. But I'm going to encourage you to get an RSS feed uh, th- through a blog. And uh, Libsyn comes with a blog, and it comes with RSS already built into it. So you can start sharing your RSS feed right away. Um, but what I encourage people to do is to either use that free one, which is very cheap and very easy to use, but it's not very pretty and not very customizable. Um, or you can go to blogger.com and get a free blogger uh blog hosted at blogspot.com or my favorite you can go to wordpress.com that's wordpress.com sign up for a free account there and it comes it's a complete blogging engine very customizable and not only that but it comes with rss um, features built into it and everything and basically what you do is you uh, once you have your file uploaded Libsyn will give you the information of how to link to your MP3 file or what what link website address to give for people to download your file. You take that information and you make a a blog entry in any of the blog blogging engines of your choosing that has RSS associated with it and you make a post for that single individual show. You title the show in the title of the blog entry, <clears throat> you write a little bit about what that sh- what this podcast episode's about, and then you put a link to, or you put the website address of that MP3 file right into that web post. And as long as you hit submit with most of the current readers today, they will automatically do what's called a file enclosure on that for the RSS feed. And if you don't understand that, this is Podcasting 101, and what I'm saying is if you're using uh, Libsyn.org, if you're using Blogger, or if you're using WordPress.com, all three of these should automatically enclose um, the MP3 file. And if you don't understand what enclosing is, you can contact me at cliff at ravenscraft.org and email me that question. Maybe I'll answer that on another episode. <coughs> One of the things you should do when you're recording is get yourself a big glass of water so that when your throat is dry, you can actually drink that. Otherwise, you'll have to suffer through a live unedited show and talk with your mouth dry like I'm doing right now. So anyway, uh, most of these things, they will automatically create your RSS feeds. Now, all you need to do is read in the documentation on how to get to your RSS feed on WordPress.com, if you go to view your site and look at the bottom, there should be a button that you can click to see the RSS feed. 
It might tell you that it's, you know, your browser can't read it. Um, you might want to take out the very beginning portion where it says feed equals or something, and then it has the HTTP. If you take out that feed equals and, and then just have the HTTP, it should pull up your RSS file. And every time you click or create a new post with a new link to an MP3, it will create a new entry in your RSS file. So that RSS file is always going to be updated with your information. Now that's what you take and share other places. And that, that RSS um, feed. Now what I'm going to suggest that you do is you use a service called FeedBurner. Go to FeedBurner.com. And what you can do is by going to FeedBurner.com, you can see it'll say it very clearly, uh, burn my feed. You just paste in your RSS feed address and click burn my feed. And there's a little tick box, I think, or check mark box you can actually check. And it'll actually say, I'm a podcaster. Follow all the directions there. And then at the end of it, it will give you a FeedBurner feed name, such as uh, it'll be feeds.feedburner.com forward slash and then whatever you named your feed. For example, for example, this show is feeds.feedburner.com forward slash Pam or Podcast Answer Man. So P-A-M. Now, I share this FeedBurner feed with everybody. And so everybody who has subscribed to this podcast has gotten this from the FeedBurner feed that I have. The reason why is because if I ever decide to move all of my stuff to a different server or a different domain name or anything like that, I don't have to worry about telling all of my listeners to subscribe to a new feed. All I have to do is move all my stuff over to a new server and go into FeedBurner and then have it point to my new feed. And so when somebody goes to uh, feeds.feedburner.com forward slash PAM, Right now, it's pointing to ravenscraft.org forward slash whatever it is for my RSS feed for this show. But if I change that to, let's say I was to be lucky enough one day to get gspn.com. Well, if I changed my domain and changed everything to where it was gspn.com forward slash something something feed dot RSS, all I have to do is tell FeedBurner what the new feed is, and everybody who subscribed to FeedBurner which everybody who subscribed to this show is, then FeedBurner will automatically have them get it from the new location. And so that's what I like about FeedBurner. If you have further questions on that, feel free to email me. But uh, it, what you want to do is go ahead and set up your feed through FeedBurner. And once you have all of that worked out and take your feed address, then it's time to promote your show. And that's the final part of this special podcast uh, series here that I'm doing, Podcasting 101, Promoting Your Feed. Okay, so you have your RSS file. Now, there are a bunch of things you can do to promote your show. First and foremost, go to iTunes. Go to the music store. Once you get into the music store, click on Podcasting. In the middle of the podcasting screen, it should say, submit your podcast. Click that button. It'll pull up a screen with just one little text entry box. Paste your FeedBurner feed into that. Click OK. It'll read all your information, all your details, as long as you followed all the directions at FeedBurner. Um, 
all your your the name of your show, the artist, the email address, your website address, all of it will pull up automatically and you submit your feed. <clears throat> About three days later, you will then show up in the iTunes Music Store. Um, now, next thing you want to do is go to podcastalley.com and you want to submit your feed there. And then the newest one out there, and my favorite, and I'm going to ask anybody who's listening to this, please, please do me a favor. Go to dig.com, that's D-I-G-G.com, click on podcasts, and then do a search for uh, Cliff Ravenscraft, and that'll pull up, I think, four or five of my shows. And would you do me a favor and go ahead and dig my show, uh, The Podcast Answer Man, and also... Um, dig all of my shows if you if you get a chance. My most important ones that I really want to promote is My Crazy Life and the Weekly Lost Podcast. Those those are the two shows that that I really want to promote more than anything else is the Weekly Lost Podcast and and My Crazy Life. But if you get an opportunity to uh, dig all of my shows, uh, all of my shows names are listed on generallyspeakingpodcast.com. And in you know, in repayment for giving you all the same information on podcasting 101, just do me a favor and dig my shows there. And that way, when people look at the categories in podcasting, they see us closer to the top of the page. <clears throat> anyway, dig.com and then click on podcasting, and there it should be pretty easy to submit your feed there as well. Submitting your podcast feed to as many directories as you can find is important especially if there are directories out there that are specifically geared towards your category, such as family-friendly podcast directory or uh, Christian-based podcast directory or whatever your podcasting category is. If there's a directory out there for it and you could submit your your feed there for free, then submit your feed because you never know where people are going to find you. Another way to promote your show is to go ahead and let people you know who share your interest that you're podcasting about, let them know in an email. If you have a blog, put it po- post about it in your blog often. Um, basically, you want to get the word out to as many friends and family as you can, but to be honest with you, friends and family are going to be the very f- small percentage. I mean, I, like I would say out of my friends and family that live here close to me, locally to me, I probably have out of eight to twelve thousand listeners that download our shows on a weekly basis. I would say probably about five to ten of those people are close family and friend, fan, friends and fam, family members. So that give you an idea. Now, how did I get to eight to twelve thousand? First of all, I started podcasting about Lost. I joined a network of other Lost podcasters. That really helped me out. I called into other podcasts that I listened to and I asked them to promote my show. Um, I shared some information with them and said, hey, I'm this is Cliff Ravenscraft. I do a weekly loss podcast at generallyspeakingpodcast.com. And hey, here's my thought about your show. I just want to say thanks for this and here's some insights and this is what I've done. And you call in and leave those kind of messages and they get played. Other people will come and listen to your show. <clears throat> and another way to promote your show, of course, would be uh, to go to other forums that are devoted to your category and your topic, such as I, I go frequent other podcast for, or lost forums, thefuselage.com, and other podca- or forums that are devoted to talk about lost, and I will go in and say, hey, I, I, the one thing you don't want to do is just go in and just sign up to advertise. 
build a relationship with some people there and 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 make sure that you are investing into the communication and and everything. You don't want to go in and try to steal anybody's thunder or, or rob anybody from content on their show or on their forum. You you want to kind of contribute to the discussion there. But at the same time, make sure that people let you you let people know that you have a podcast devoted to the discussion of what they're writing about in these forums and they might be interested in that. So those are just some ideas. So hopefully what you've learned today is just an insight into the beginnings of podcasting. And for a quick review, um, let me go ahead and play for you just one more little funky bumper here. Okay, so in a review, what have we done? Today we've learned what a podcast is. The fact that you have some audio recorded and on your website and you told people about it and they come and listen to it on a regular basis, that does not make it a podcast. What makes it a podcast? The fact that people can subscribe to a syndication feed or an RSS feed or an Atom feed or any kind of feed that is updated regularly every time you post a new show to where their computer program called a podcatcher can download it automatically without any human intervention whatsoever. Uh, that's what makes it a podcast. Okay, so got that? It's good for all podcasters to make their files available for direct download and streaming download from their website. You have questions about that? That'd be a great question to ask me at cliff at ravenscraft.org, and I'll make a future episode topped, uh, related to those topics. Um, we talked about the fact that you need to un understand what you're going to be talking about and who you're going to be talking to, your audience. And then you start to record your show. We've talked about the equipment that you can use and how basic it can be uh, and how you can get very elaborate. And, it, and like I said, I'll put a link to all of the equipment that I use. Uh, we talked about the fact that once you have your MP3 file saved on your computer, you'll need to find a place to host that. Bandwidth can be very expensive. Uh, if you try to host it on your own server, you can get your own site shut down or suspended because you go over a certain limit. Uh, but there are a lot of solutions, and I, my suggestion is Libsyn.com to host your MP3 files for a very low cost. And um, let's see here. Then you want to go out and get yourself a good blogging software. My preference is WordPress.com. And once you have that WordPress all set up, you can uh, then take the feed that is automatically generated with every new post, and you want to take that feed and take it over to FeedBurner.com and burn that feed. And then you want to promote your show by sharing your FeedBurner feed with the world by submitting it through iTunes and Dig.com and PodcastAlley.com and any other directories you can find out there. And then uh, you want to go ahead and tell your friends and family, people in your email, um, and and any way any way possible that you can promote your show. And then you are officially a podcaster. And hopefully you won't become what we call a pod fader, somebody who podcasts just one to three or four or five or even 15 or 16 times, and then you decide it's too much work and you quit. Uh, but... Hopefully, this will give you what you need to get you started. This has been Podcasting 101 with the podcast answer man, Cliff Ravenscraft. And if you have additional questions, please feel free to email them to me at cliff at ravenscraft.org. I'll try to make a future podcast titled uh, whatever your question is, and we'll try to 
answer that for you. If you are thinking about podcasting in a very serious way, either individually, more uh, more so if you're doing it for a ministry purpose, or if you have a business that you would like to replace an old, outdated, antiquated newsletter with a more personal uh, mode of communication with your clients or customers, then uh, if you're thinking about doing a podcast for your business, I am available for podcast consulting one-on-one with you or one-on-one with your IT department or or with an individual at your business or ministry or you personally. Um, I, I am available for podcast consulting and that is one of the reasons why I do this podcast answer man show is to promote the fact that I am involved in podcast consulting and if you would like to contact me with rates on uh, how I can help you get a podcast up and started up and running how I could actually do it all the work for you or walk you through all the steps so you know how to do it uh, just in case you want to start multiple shows Um, or if you want me to not only get everything started up for you and ready to go but I also produce each and every one of your shows. I, I, I'm willing to talk to anybody about podcast consulting in any way. Uh, again, if you're a, a normal listener to the Generally Speaking Podcast Network, you already know about my other shows, uh, the most important of which are the, actually there are three, uh, the Weekly Loss Podcast, My Crazy Life, and Generally Speaking About the Church. If you would not mind, I personally ask you, as a personal favor to me, go to digdigg.com, register a username and password there, and then occasionally go and uh, dig each, and dig means vote, by the way, uh, go in and dig the Weekly Loss podcast, the My Crazy Life podcast, and the Generally Speaking About the Church podcast, and what you need to do is occasionally go back there and dig uh, individual episodes, uh, just maybe once a month or once every other month. So anyway, that's all I have for this podcast episode. Thank you for taking the time to, uh, listen to me. And it looks like this little podcasting 101 series has been completed in under one hour, which is much better than the old podcasting series that I did a long time ago, which was about four hours total. So Anyway, God bless you all. Thanks for listening, and uh, I'll look forward to hearing from you. Oh, and oh, by the way, if you want to call me uh, and ask your question via our listener line, which is a preferred method, uh, go ahead and call me at area code 859-795-4057. That number again is 859-795-4057. And that's all I have for today. Thanks, God bless, and have a great day.